Welcome to AM Now, where we bring you the trending accounting matters we're following. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Nicole Harger and Matt Fisser. Each bite-sized episode keeps you and your finance and accounting teams in the know. Join us each week as we unpack these issues, topics, and accounting matters now. You're listening to AM Now, an accounting matters podcast. I'm your host, Adam Olson, and today I'm joined in the studio by my other co-host, Matt Fisser, a managing director at Embark in our Dallas office. Welcome, Matt. Thank you. We're following several items this week, ranging from the trending topics on sustainability and crypto, as well as recent updates from the SEC's court fin on recent rulemaking. It's hard to go a day lately, it seems, without the topic of sustainability matters making headlines and being a topic of conversation for entities both domestically and abroad. While reporting matters around sustainability in the EU are further along, for example, the EU's Corporate Sustainability Reporting Directive, CSRD, the SEC's climate-related disclosure rule is finally nearing its path towards finalization after the initial proposal was released last March. While we don't have a final rule yet, it's not that far off. Based on the latest in the SEC's technical agenda, we are expecting a final rule to be issued sometime in early Q2 of this year. The rule, as we previously discussed on episodes of our Accounting Matters podcast, garnered a lot of attention not only from the investor community, but also broader stakeholders. While it's still unclear what changes from the proposed rule will be made, Paul Munter, the acting chief accountant of the SEC, recently provided some insights during an interview with CNBC earlier this month. During that conversation, Mr. Munter noted that there would be adjustments to the proposed rule. He was clear to note that the adjustments were in response to the general public feedback on the proposed rule and not in response to pressure from lawmakers, as some suspected. The SEC reviewed all responses on the proposed rule as part of making any amendments to their proposal, which was no easy undertaking, given over 15,000 public comments were received. Mr. Munter was clear that the rule is designed around providing the information that investors are currently making decisions on and includes a company's climate transition plan, if any. He also added this rule is about bringing consistency, transparency, and comparability to disclosures that are already being made about climate risks, which are pivotal to many investors' decision-making today. I know many of us including ourselves here at Embark, are anxiously awaiting the SEC's final rule to see how that feedback impacted it. In the meantime, many companies are already proceeding and preparing for the impacts of the rule on the basis of the proposal, assuming that there'll be no changes to key requirements. We'll be sure to keep you all informed as things progress on this front on the AM Now weekly updates and through our main podcast platform, Accounting Matters. Matt, where are we following as it relates to crypto? Well, in the aftermath of the FTX fallout, the SEC is reviewing how crypto companies are portraying reports from audit firms, specifically the proof of reserves report, the aim of which is to prove that that crypto company has sufficient reserves to cover customers' funds. There has been a call specifically from Senators Warren and Wyden for more oversight from the PCAOB for any registered accounting firm to meet the regulator standards when preparing any audit. This means even if the audit is not for a public company or a registered broker-dealer, the audit would be performed under the PCAOB standards, which represents a major shift for auditors. 
Some believe it would be appropriate to classify centralized crypto exchanges as broker-dealers, and if the SEC designated them as such, would mean their audits fall under PCAOB oversight. That would require crypto assets to be designated as securities, and SEC Chair Gensler has already previously said most crypto tokens are securities and should comply with investor protection laws. And the PCAOB has said they stand ready to inspect any new broker-dealers as a part of this overall effort to prioritize oversight for the industry. And in a similar vein, regarding digital assets, last week, the SEC proposed rule changes to what a lot of us commonly refer to as the custody rule. If adopted, the changes would amend the Commission's custody rule under Investment Act of 1940, and in short, the changes would broaden the application of the current rule beyond just client funds and securities. It would include any client assets in an investment advisor's possession or when an investment advisor has the authority to obtain clients' assets. These protections are designed to ensure client assets are properly segregated and held in accounts to protect the assets in the event of a qualified custodian bankruptcy or other insolvency. See the FTX fallout. And no surprise here, but the surprise examination is retained, and that is when an independent public accountant verifies those client assets. This proposal would update and enhance record-keeping requirements for advisors and amend Form ADV to align reporting obligations with the proposed rule and improve the accuracy of data available to both the SEC and the public. Never a dull day on the crypto front. Thanks, Matt. Yeah. To round us out this week, we've been following another recent SEC rule, pay versus performance, which requires registrants to provide new disclosures about executive pay and company performance within any proxy statement they file, as well as any information statement where executive compensation disclosures are required. As a quick recap, this rule prescribes a tabular disclosure format to be provided for registrants most recently completed five fiscal years, with an exception for smaller reporting companies who must only provide three years. Emerging growth companies get some relief and are exempt from the requirements of the rule. In addition to the tabular disclosure requirement, there are also several additional footnote disclosure requirements under the rule. This rule, again, is intended to provide more information to investors when they need to evaluate a company's executive compensation policies. Like many new rules that the SEC issues, questions do arise. Recently, Corp Fin published several compliance and disclosure interpretations to help provide additional clarity on the rule. Registrants that will be applying the new rule for their upcoming proxy season should review the CDNIs by Corp Fin to ensure they are applying the requirements as intended by the SEC. And that's it for this week. For a deeper dive into what's trending in accounting and finance, check out our other podcast on the Accounting Matters feed on your preferred listening platform. Again, I'm Adam Olson. And I'm Matt Fisser. Thanks for listening to AM Now. We'll see you next week. This podcast is for general informational purposes only. Embark makes no representation or warranty as to the accuracy or completeness of the information contained in the podcast series, and it should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors. Information discussed in our podcast may also be superseded by new guidance or as new interpretations emerge. Listeners are cautioned to carefully evaluate any relevant subsequent authoritative guidance issued.